Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Casing the League on Believe Network. I am your host, Casey Hudson, and I'm so excited that you guys chose to join me for NHL Top News, Hot Topics, and most importantly, those Stanley Cup Final Best Bets. We're still coming in hot, and you guys should all know why we're coming in so hot. Not only do I love to cross-check the numbers, find different perspectives and angles to bring you best bets, but I also love to use Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your championship finals, info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup finals. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all of your insider sports waging needs from basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Now, as you guys know, not only do I love using Bet Online and the cross-checking and all the fun stuff that I just mentioned, but we're on a bit of a hot streak, and we're going to brag just a little bit because we had a hunch here on Casing the League where we talked about Brandon Montour kind of resurging. He was that one, one of those responders for the Florida Panthers when it was time to get something going and make action snap. Now, we also talked about some other guys getting involved in it, not just being the Matthew Kachuk show. While Matthew Kachuk still put on a show, picked up a very important assist, and, oh, well, helped his team go into overtime, it was the fact that Brandon Montour got the show started. He got things moving along. He was that two-goal guy responder to the Bruins in round one when it was crucial for this team to get back in the series and show everyone that they were serious about making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. So just want to let everyone know we cashed in on that beautiful plus 350 bet. I loved all the texts that I got from everyone. Trust me, I was sitting in my house screaming when that when that cashed in. Um, and then, of course, Jonathan Marchesso, who's just been all reliable at this point, continues to keep things cracking along. 13 goals, hitting another point streak. Up there with 23 points, matching Eichel, who we know has just been tremendous for this Vegas Golden Knights team, as well as his postseason results for his first postseason, by the way, overcoming all the adversity that he did, uh, the conversations that were revolving around him when he left the Sabres. I mean, you just have to appreciate, I think, the storyline for almost every single player in this Stanley Cup final. And I think if you can't find a reason to make this even more special than it already is, a six-year-old franchise, a team who hasn't been it since 96, then look up some of these players a little bit, see what they've gone through to become a part of these very special rosters to play in this Stanley Cup final. There's just so much behind each one of these teams' rosters, benches, faces, and leaders. So just had to get that spiel out of the way. Let's break down some quick Game 3 conversation before we get into the best part, which are those best bets heading into Game 4. Now, will the Vegas Golden Knights take a 3-1 series lead or Will the Florida Panthers find a way to tie things up? We know there's two reasons. There's Each team has great, let's say, records and patterns as to why you should not count them out. Now, I'll start with the Vegas Golden Knights because they're 
the series leader. They're not on their home ice, but their record for playing away was still pretty special. We talked about that in the last episode of Case in the League, how they actually still had a pretty strong away record. They were sitting 6-2 and two before the Game 3 loss. Now they're obviously at 6-3. and three. And then the Florida Panthers didn't have the greatest home record. But you know where they did have a spectacular record? In that overtime column, ahead of Game 3, they were 6-0 and oh when it came to dominating overtimes. And, well, they extended that record to a nice 7-0. and oh. So even though we kind of thought that, hey, they didn't have the greatest home ice record, they don't have the most high-volume offense, the Vegas Golden Knights like to perform on the road, Jonathan Marchesso loves bullying other people in their barns. There were just so many things racking up in the Vegas Golden Knights column besides that overtime situation where Carter Verhage sealed the deal for his team. Now, why am I starting with the Vegas Golden Knights as for contention as how they might bounce back tonight? Because this team has not lost back-to-back games in the playoffs, well, since round three versus Dallas. And I'm not only pointing this out because it was their only back-to-back loss. I'm actually pointing this out because of the results. The first loss that Dallas delivered to the Vegas Golden Knights, they lost 3-2. to two. Does that sound familiar? Well, yeah, because in Game 3, they just fell to the Florida Panthers 3-2. to two. Dallas Stars came back and also beat them in the next game, 4-2. to two. And then after that, obviously, the Dallas Stars closed out the series by punishing them for thinking that they had a fighting chance, posting six goals, and Aiden Hill declining the Dallas Stars any goals. Yeah, that was a pretty beautiful shutout that came about there. So that's the biggest reason why I think that this team has a very near experience to draw up of to say, hey, we started to play with our food a little bit. We got a little lax. We allowed them to get confident and hopeful. And then we had to deliver them a punishing message uh, two games later. But they can deliver that message tonight on Florida Panthers home ice where we know they still have success playing away. But then you look at the Florida Panthers opportunities, chances, patterns, records, and what they've done this playoffs. And well, They have rallied to win three games in a row in every single round. Yeah, so this team winning back-to-back-to-back is not only a struggle and no surprise, but it's something that they can draw off of and say, we've done this number of times now. We could do it again. There's no surprise here. Let's rally. Now, that's where it's going to come back to the guys between the pipes. We know Aiden Hill has had a stand-up performance. We know that when you compare him to Bobrowski, uh, it looks like Bobrowski is the top dog there, which he is. Bobrowski has been the, t- the guy who has basically kept his team in contention majority of the time. Aiden Hill has a bit of a stronger defense playing in front of him, in my personal opinion. Uh, just more clean activity in the D zone. So Aiden Hill hasn't had to be relied on or stand on his head in the ways that Robowski has had to do so. Also, Bob has had to face 155 more shots than Aiden Hill has. So when you're just leveling out the experience here, you wonder. We saw a little little wear on Robowski in the first few games, obviously. We didn't expect him to get pulled until it happened. And now looking at things, is this a chance where Robowski now kind of got that reality check that fire back under his ass and he's going to come in and continue to have lockdown performances. But then we know that the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have to find some different angles and find some lucky bounces to start getting things past Bob or else we're looking at another low scoring game for one, another overtime situation for two, and another swing in favor for the Florida Panthers for three. So 
Just some things to keep in mind. Now, something else we also talked about in the last episode of Casing the League was other lines getting involved. You're a lot more formidable to play against when you got all four lines checking the boxes versus just relying on your top six guys. Now, we obviously saw a bit of a slowdown when Matthew Kachuk went out for roughly 18 minutes in game three. Lucky for his team, he came back because obviously he was the momentum swinger there, but they think they learned a crucial lesson as to where their progress lies when they're guiding leader is not on the ice and they're not going to make it to hoisting a cup if it all comes down to the shoulders of Matthew Kachuk. That's not me taking away from how skilled Matthew Kachuk is, how crucial he's been for this team, how dominant he's been in this playoffs this entire freaking year. I will give Chucky all the praise he deserves all day, but in order to make it for another couple of games, let's look at how much and how and how large of a role Matthew Kachuk played in round one, two, and three for his teams to supersede their opponent. Yeah, so if it comes down to the Vegas Golden Knights being able to isolate Matthew Kachuk, which we did see in game one and game two, and say that they resolve that equation for game four, this team is in trouble. Now, dramatics aside, because you guys know I don't want to be dramatic for the entire episode, we saw some other guys step up. We saw some other opportunities there. Brandon Montour is the kind of guy that once he's hot, he can continue to contribute. So I'm going to have him as a far reach lookout today. And then Carter Verhage was the other top notch point guy on this roster who was just silent for so long. He was dealing with a drought and he finally came back to life. He watered that drought with that overtime goal in game three. Now, can he continue to produce and build off of that into game four? He's going to have to. Now, why I have some hope that he will is because Paul Maurice shuffles the lines up way more. Well, Bruce Cassidy doesn't really shuffle his lines and Paul Maurice does. And we saw him trying to find different sparks towards the middle half end of the third period. That's where we saw this team starting to come back to life a little bit. Carter Verhage was a big part of that. For starters, he was thrown on the line with Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett, and that's the line that he picked up that overtime goal with. He also had a couple more, I think, three scoring chances, one high danger shot with that line specifically. But then he also worked very well alongside Duclair and Barkov. There's a theme here. Duclair and Barkov have kind of been an energizer for almost any guy that's been thrown on that line with them. One in particular being Anton London, who Lundell, sorry, who I have loved how they've worked together. I love the chances that they've created. I love how high their scoring chances were and their high danger shots. The last time Duclair, Barkov, and Lundell were together, they had seven scoring chances and they had five high danger chances. They were one of the most important lines on the ice for the Florida Panthers team. Now, obviously they weren't sparking as fast enough, but they weren't sparking fast enough for Paul Maurice towards the end of the second game and at all in the third game. So we didn't see them paired together whatsoever, but I think if they re join that line together, we can see something really move for the Florida Panthers a lot faster than the Vegas Golden Knights. Even though they opened the scoring, the ice started to tilt back in the Vegas Golden Knights' favor towards the end of the first, throughout the entire second, and I think it was about an even toe-to-toe battle in that third period. So a lot going on, but nothing less than exciting hockey, which is all you can ask for if your team is not in it and you just want to see uh, great hockey, great toe-to-toe matchups, and that's definitely what we're seeing here. So what are we in for for game four? Well, I think we're going to see a lot more line changes out of Paul Maurice. I think we're going to see if it's going to be Kachuk, Bennett, and Verhage again to open things up, or if it's going to go back to what the original line has been being Kachuk, Bennett, and Cousins. Um, Cousins being a little bit silent there. Bennett started to come back to life a little bit. Matthew Kachuk being Matthew Kachuk. Um, 
other guys that have to kind of jump in there, it's I know that he's trying to find the right spark for Duclair and Barkov, but maybe pulling somebody from the third line could help get that going again. You guys will see what I mean by that on Twitter during the game. Uh, Reinhardt, I don't know where you've been, buddy, but you two need to also come to life for me. I would truly appreciate that. And without further ado, I think that we just get into these best bets. It's holiday, well, not holiday. It's a weekend, short, sweet, to the point. And we're going to get things moving along here with Shea Theodore over half a point and a plus 100. He's sitting at one goal, nine assists, two points. Now, why I picked Theodore this time is because looking at a few different perspectives of picking these best bets, Shea Theodore helps increase the shot percentage of the two most productive guys on the Vegas Golden Knights. That screamed loudly to me. Marcheseau, as well as Eichel, with a 66.67% chance. Now, the drop-off when Eichel or Marcheseau are not on the ice at the same time as Theodore, for Marcheseau personally, it drops down 41.67%. For Eichel, it drops down 33.34%. So just to see who's on the ice the most when your top guys are getting in the scoring column. I thought that'd be a fun angle to take this time. So take Shea Theodore for just that over half a point at a plus 110. And then moving along, short and sweet, Jonathan Marchesso. If it's not broke, don't fix it. It hasn't broken yet. We're going to keep cashing in on Marchie. Anytime goal at a plus 115 for Marchie here. 13 goals, 10 assists, 23 points. Hello. This guy is just off the charts. And I know we talk so much about Eichel and what he's done in the point column, but in the time span that Marchie has caught up to Eichel and now levels with him, come on. While he's hot, keep cashing in. One high danger chance, four scoring chances last game, and then he continues to go to work on the power play. When Vegas is on the power play, look to Mark Stone or Marchie and definitely double down when it comes to Marchie. Swing it over to the Panthers bench, Anton Lundell. I kind of mentioned my spiel here, why I picked him earlier. He's got two goals, seven assists, nine points. Uh, in game two, he was a part of one goal, five high danger chances, and five high danger chances and seven scoring chances. Um, I pulled these stats from game two because I would just love to see the Duclair, Barkov, and Lundell line back together, or at least Duclair and Lundell. We saw them feeding off of each other significantly, and I think that if they're pieced together, even for a couple minutes, like a minute and seven seconds time on ice, that it'll help get some sparks going, and it'll help that offense get hot for a second. But I just don't want to discount what Duclair and Lundell have done for the Florida Panthers in game one and game two, regardless of a losing record. They were creating the most chances for their team to even have a shot at, I don't know, leveling the scoreboard at some point. And then last but not least, going with just four best bets of the night, we got Carter Verhage, anytime goal, plus 125, seven goals, 10 assists, 17 points, and his most productive line in game three was obviously with Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett. We don't know what the lines are going to look like quite yet. We know Paul Maurice loves the blender, not as much as John Cooper, but still. Uh, Carter Verhage, though, he was one of the top point guys for the Florida Panthers, and he was the highest scoring chance opportunity for the Florida Panthers in game three. He knows that he has to come in hot and help this team out. More importantly, help out Matthew Kachuk um, after what he did throughout the season, after what he produced point-wise last postseason, there is some weight on his shoulders, and there is a level that he needs to rise to and that rising has to happen tonight so those are my four best bets for this big game four showdown we've got the florida panthers hosting the vegas golden knights and 
I can't say that I 100% think I know who's going to win yet. I don't know why my gut, my hunch is telling me that the Vegas Golden Knights are going to take a 3-1 series lead. And it's because the Florida Panthers love the drama. They thrive off of it. That's where they play their best hockey. And last time we saw them get down 3-1 in a series, we saw magic. So I don't know why, but I'm just going to go with the fact that they have enough to build off of and draw from in that game three loss. They had a ridiculously dominant game two, and I feel like there was more of an even tilt in game one. So just kind of leveling up on all of those. I love the time management that Bruce Cassidy has on his players with their time on ice. They consistently have more fresh legs out there. They might not have the most offensive defensemen, but they're doing the most important thing, which is keeping that D zone clean, protecting Aiden Hill. I think they're going to double down on that. Shout out to McNabb, who had, I think, the most blocked shots of any guy on the ice on in game three. And I just like the complete package that the Vegas Golden Knights are. I love the fact that Bruce Cassidy can draw from some – really crucial experience in his run with the Boston Bruins in 2019. And while I love Paul Maurice and his post-game pressers, whether it's good, bad, and different, and he's got the best one-liners out there, I just think it's going to swing in favor for Vegas tonight. So if you're looking at those numbers, uh, Vegas at, I think it was a minus 250, and I think that the Florida Panthers are at a plus 210. So we will see. We're just a couple hours from puck drop, and I'm just so psyched to see where this series continues to go. Either way, it doesn't end tonight. It just gets more interesting. Don't forget to follow over at the Sports Case, K-A-S-E, over at Casing the League. That's K-A-S-I-N-G. Most importantly, Believe Network, so you can not only keep up to date with all of my coverage, but any other of the amazing shows that they have on there covering all sports. And as you guys know, all of these best bets are brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all of your championship finals, info, stats, news, and scores. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for joining me here on Casing the League. I'm Casey Hudson, and I'll catch you on the next episode, bringing you more best bets and hopefully continuing our successful streak of cashing in. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.